strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Then zone for Fitz. Goes up and makes the game-winning catch. Larry Legend does it again. The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up! Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Just in today, Monday night morphs into Sunday night. Football under the bright lights in prime time times two. Card Seahawks, Kyler versus Russell, Pat P against DK, Red Sea against the Twelves, Ron Wolfley against Al Michaels. <laughs> or Dave Wyman. <laughs> I like Al. You know, I know fact, you like Al. I just I, I like Al. I, I you know, will the flip phone be there? Uh, I love Al, but I like the flip phone even better. Uh, you know, for a guy who's making eight figures and he's still holding on to the flip phone, I love it. I, I, I respect it in so many ways. And then, of course, he has the man crush on our own Ron Wolfley, which is our intro here to the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. You know what, Paulie? It is exciting, is it not? Just the fact the Arizona Cardinals and Seattle Seahawks, of course, that game has been flexed to the Sunday night game. The Sunday night game coming off of a Monday night game. It's just amazing what name recognition, right? Having star talent, what name recognition, a winning record, and a bunch of guys that are competing hard, what that will do for a football team. And you know what? I think it guarantees you will get the utmost in competitive fire and intensity and focus, as if a Seattle game didn't already ensure that. But, Wolf, nobody gets up for a game in the AZ like the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And the record would prove that. And and I'm telling you, whether it's the record and the fact the Seahawks haven't lost since Russell Wilson's rookie year 2012 or just the eyeball test being down in that field and they have no problem celebrating and whooping it up right near the Cardinals sideline there's a game of an intimidation that's played within the game every time the Cardinals and Seahawks square off you know what's so amazing about it is we all know the Red Sea of course gives the Arizona Cardinals a huge advantage and we know what it's like up there in Seattle oh my oh. goodness Paul do you you know that better than anybody standing on that sideline out of doors standing on that sideline you know how loud that place gets and yet here it is the other owns the other i mean the cardinals own it up there in seattle and seattle owns it here honestly it's going to be a bigger challenge than ever to go up to Seattle for the Arizona Cardinals, minus the fans, because that's what they feed off. That's the energy they use us against the world in the NFL's loudest road venue for the Arizona Cardinals. And in the absence of that, 
I'm real curious. Now, I fully expect them to still be in the playoff race, and there's going to be plenty to play for. But, heck, you go back two years ago, the Steve Wilkes three-win season, the Cardinals still gave them a heck of a game and fought them to the very end. So this will be good stuff on on, Mon- on Sunday night after the Monday night game where Wolf did the Cardinals or did they not turn a corner of sorts, do you think, in that game against Dallas? Yeah, Paulie, honestly, right now, their defense played very, very well. There's no doubt about it. The rushing attack was there in full force. Kyler Murray only completed nine passes, only completed one pass in the second half, which still blows my mind, and yet dominated the game. I mean, 38 points on the board. And after the Cardinals went up 21-3, they attempted six passes after that. Think about that. And just that hard-nosed football we saw, what happens when and if this offense truly breaks out and Man. clicks and and everything. You know, you know, they start out with three straight punts and then went four straight touchdown drives. We'll get into that game. Plus, Hassan Reddick is our guest tonight on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. First and 10 on the Cardinal 20. Snap to Murray. Drops back to throw. Looking deep. Airing it out. Middle of the field. He's got Kirk. It's caught at the 40. Kirk at the 30. The 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. An 80-yard strike. Kyler Murray to Christian Kirk. Two touchdowns for Kirk now in the game. Oh, baby, that was huge right there. Kyler Murray saw Christian Kirk, and he just ran the go route. What a great throw. Kyler Murray laid it out there, and Christian Kirk went and got it. I made it 21-0. Arizona Cardinals prevail 38-10. Second straight win. They've won four out of six to start this season, and you'll learn something new every week. That was from Big D. Cardinals win on the road on Monday Night Football. The late hands trick, Ron Wolfley, as Cliff Kingsbury called it after the game. Uh, What is it, and how did that apply to Christian Kirk right there? Yeah, the late hands, Paulie. You run, you run, you run, you run. You don't reach while you're running. You run, you run, you run, and then boom, you stick him out, Paul. The stab, that's where you stab the pig with your steely knives, right? You 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 run, Paul. You don't run with your arms out. How many times do you see a guy actually do that, right? Running with his arms out, it slows you down. You run, you run, you run, and then you stab it late. Sort of like a great outfielder in baseball, right? Run to the spot in the very last minute. Boom, you extend for the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what Christian Kirk did perfectly. Well, he had two touchdowns in the game. And the thing is, that was just one of nine completions for Kyla Murray. Yet they had three explosives. The 80-yard touchdown score right there. The 69-yard touchdown run by Kenyon Drake. A 60-yard catch and run by DeAndre Hopkins. How did you assess the Cardinals' offense, especially when you look at the scoreboard and they put up 38? Yeah, honestly. I mean, that ultimately, Paulie, is what you look at. How many points are you scoring right now, right? And the Arizona Cardinals are number two, the number two red zone team in the National Football League. Stop Mm. and think about last year and the start of last year, right? 2019. And it wasn't like they got a ton better the rest of the year. Now, they got better, but man, the first six, seven games of the season last year, they were absolutely awful in terms of red zone offense, and now the number two red zone offense in the National Football League, only behind whom? The Seattle Seahawks. 
And think about it. Seattle's number one in scoring offense, 34 points per game. Guess who's number two in scoring defense? (laughs) Your Arizona Cardinals. As it goes, Baltimore, Arizona, Pittsburgh. I mean, that's some pretty lofty company when oh, it comes like to that, defense. Paul. You in like the that NFL. right there? You're going to do that? You're going to take that 18.7 they're giving up right now? Listen, they've got a long way to go to prove that this is going to be a good defense and they're going to go forward and make improvements the rest of the year. They've got a long way to go, especially when you lose a guy like Chandler Jones. But right now, when you look at that, that's situational football right there. That tells me you're giving up less than 19 points a game. You're number two, number two red zone defense in the National Football League. And oh, by the way, you're still number seven when it comes to third down defense. Number seven and number nine in sacks per attempt. Paulie, you put those things together right there, and you've got the makings of a team that could come together. But man, they've got... A long way to go before we can say they've arrived. You mentioned the absence of Chandler Jones. Here's Brian Greasy, Monday Night Football analyst, on what the Cardinals did in the absence of Chandler, the 19-sack man, and just how they ratcheted up the aggression. I think on the defensive side, we learned something tonight from the Arizona Cardinals. Vance Joseph called a very aggressive game, which we didn't know how he was going to call it coming in with all the weapons that Dallas has on the offensive side. But if this defense, which was one of the worst in the NFL a year ago, if they can continue to improve, now I think Arizona might have something going in the NFC West. Just just how aggressive was mm-hmm. Vance Joseph? How exotic was it? Because there was one time I looked down, and there was a three-man front with Devon Kennard in a four-point stance over the center. He's playing the nose as they rushed three and dropped eight. Yeah, absolutely, Paulie. But that was pretty much, for the most part, on third and 17, I believe. Third and in, in really long situations where they'd go with a three-man rush. What I loved is, once again, Vance Joseph went back to his roots. Paulie, we were talking about this last week, as a matter of fact, but this is who Vance Joseph is. He, he is a guy that has built his reputation on complex pressure packages. That being five guys, bringing five guys. You just didn't know which five were actually going to come. Now, he brought six. He brought six. He brought what I consider to be a blitz on more than one occasion. But it was really the five-man pressures. I think Buda Baker, as a matter of fact, is a great example of that. His sack was on that five-man pressure, right? I just think that Vance Joseph did a great job scheming and confusing the Dallas Cowboys protection schemes. And they're going to need that going forward. They're going to need that kind of scheming from Vance Joseph and execution from everybody that is actually going to rush if they want to get pressure on a cue. The Cardinals defense came in with three to eight takeaways in five games. They had four against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. Two interceptions, Buda and Drake Patra, and then you had the two forced fumbles. By the way, Buda Baker, NFC Defensive Player of the Week, seven tackles, a sack, an interception, his first career, the forced fumble, two quarterback hits. And then there was another big-time standout. How about a guy with a two-sack game? He had a pass defensed. He had five tackles. He also led the team in quarterback pressures with seven. Hassan Reddick, who was back to outside linebacker. My dude. And man, I look forward to talking to Hassan. We're going to spend the next 30 minutes with the Cardinals' first-round pick 2013. 2017, that is. 13th pick overall. Great guy. And... I mean, in so many ways, I'm looking forward to this conversation and the journey 
He's back to where he feels comfortable and where he belongs. And man, is it show out on the field. And Hassan Reddick is next in the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Dalton back to throw, steps up, in trouble, hit and sack. Hassan Reddick brings him down. Reddick takes him to the ground. How about that? Hassan Reddick getting a little Dalton grease right there. Shotgun snap to Dalton, looking right, gets hit. Dalton's going to get sacked. There are three Cardinals in the backfield, in on the sack, including Hassan Reddick again. How about that? Hassan Reddick, have a night, baby. A lot to like. Monday night. A lot to like this season. Heck, a lot to like today, Ron Wolfley. It is the Big Red Rage, brought to you by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. Paul Calvisi here. There's the big article, feature article by Kyle Odegaard and azcardinals.com. I love the headline, Back to Living on the Edge. <laughs> I like what Vance Joseph said today, that he's been playing, quote, lights out. I like the fact that he's leading the team in sacks and 12th overall in the NFL with four sacks on the season. How about that, Paulie? And I love the fact he is joining us tonight on the Big Red Rage. Say hello, everyone, to Hassan Reddick. Hassan, Hassan. how are you doing? What's up, guys? Man, how you doing, big guy? Hey, man, I'm doing good. And you? I'm doing fantastic. I really appreciate you joining us tonight, man. You're having a great season. How, how do you think it's going for you, Hassan? Just just talk to us about right now, six games into the season, how you think you're doing? Uh, I, I think I'm doing well. Um, try not to focus on, you know, the past games, uh, as you know, uh, preparing for this week. Uh, so I'm just trying to get, you know, let the leave the past in the past and get ready to go out there and, you know, try to have another impactful week. For those now, son, we go all the way back to draft night. And I vividly remember the Cardinals making you their selection the very next day. I remember you coming out in the team helicopter at the draft party. We did the interview on stage. I met your parents. And, and think about all the years and the seasons that have elapsed since. And I forget the fact that you're on your third head coach. And in the first three years, you had three different systems, did you not? This is the first time in your career you've had the same scheme one year to the next, isn't it? Yes, it is. So h- yes, how big is. a difference has that been? Uh, it's been a big difference and a big help, you know, being in the same system for the second uh, year in a row. You know, I just I understand the system. I understand, you know, the things that's going on, the thing that, you know, what my job calls for. And that's the most important thing. Um, so it's been it's been it's been a very 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 big help. So Hassan, obviously Chandler Jones, your thoughts on just Chandler Jones going down? What did you think when you found out that he was done for the year? Uh, it, it, it's heartbreaking. Um, Chan is a very 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 big piece to the defense. Uh, one of our captains, one of our leaders. And he's definitely a game changer, definitely makes an impact. And you notice when he's out there, um, you can notice when he's not there. Uh, so losing him, you know, it's heartbreaking. A guy like that, you know, he's a team guy. He has a very great character. You know, he's a guy that you kind of look forward to. Saying every day, you know, somebody you could talk to, joke with, laugh with. So him going down, it's, uh, like I said, it's, 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 a, it's a crusher. 
Hassan Reddick joining us on the Big Red Rage. It's all about you, presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. I know when Chan went down, DeAndre Hopkins called him a generational talent, and he is. He's so singular in so many ways, but what do you think you've picked up from his game and his approach, especially now that you're back on the edge? Uh, a lot, man. Brush angles. You know, uh, Chan always, you know, when we even – Chan is a guy, he's always given, he's not a selfish guy. He passes on the knowledge that he has. Um, so it, it's been multiple times where either in practice or he might, or when we watch film as a unit, you know, it might be, I might have a great brush, something that he thinks is like, oh man, this is something that you can use all the time. And he'll tell me like, look, 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 at, look at what you did here to make the offensive tackle move this way or you know, look at your steps. You know, what, look at what you're doing here. And, he, and then, you know, he gave me advice before, which was like, watch, you know, I had a great pass rush in training camp. He was like, watch this rep. Watch this <laughs> rep. Watch, study the steps that you took, you know, the angle that you took, and, and, and use that in your game. He was like, this could be a move that you could pull off all the time. It could be one of your signature unstoppable moves. So, you know, he's he's always helping <laughs> Always throwing out knowledge, you know, with the guy that's been in the league as long as he's been. He's has plenty of it, and it's always great to have, you know, a veteran, a guy with as much success as he has, you know, giving you those tips. It's something that you have to soak in, something that you want to hear, you know. You know, it was interesting, Hassan, because I heard you say you can tell when he's not there. What did you mean by that when you said you can tell when he's not there? You know, he's just a he, – you know, he, he – he, Tells jokes, like I said, he's very charismatic, you know. I got tells you. jokes, he's dancing in practice, all of those type of things. <laughs> you can't miss him six five six six. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> right. yeah, you know. So yeah, he's always telling jokes. So you know, now that he's not there, you know, when you walk in, not to say that the complete vibe is different, but you just don't have Chan there telling the jokes, you know, dancing, you know being the inspirational guy that he is. Hey, whenever we've had Chandler Jones on the Big Red Rage here, uh, basically by the time the show's done, they're offering the show to Chandler, and they right. want to can me and Wolf. <laughs> so but we, we know. We know about the charisma and the personality. <laughs> yeah. where Indeed. What I want to know is, what did you like about the defense's performance against Dallas? We'll get into your game, but what would you like overall by the Arizona D? Uh, I, I like how we played as a unit. Um, I had an interview today, and I was telling I was telling everybody that it was a it, it, it's eleven guys on the field. It's a it's a it's a team success, especially on the defensive side of the ball. It's a, as a as a collective unit, we played well um, from pass rush, you know, from the, from our rushers getting pressure to our coverage guys holding up in coverage. Uh, we, we 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 played ball, and I think we played really well on all cylinders. You know, held them to. 10 points, which is always amazing. You know, we got that goal. Um, and you can see where we're headed, where we're trending, um, you know, and just got to keep that level of ball playing up. Well, and Wolf, here's Cliff Kingsbury and how he thought the team played on Monday night. I thought we played hard. I could tell in the locker room we had great energy, had great juice. Um, could tell all week during practice guys were locked in. And uh, it carried over. We, we, we harped on, you know, penalties and uh, playing a cleaner style of play and then getting takeaways, and, and we hit both those categories. Hey, son, do you feel like you got into a rhythm at Dallas? Because the box score says yes with two sacks, five tackles, a pass defense, and seven quarterback pressures. 
most definitely, uh, like Kochak said, the energy was there from the time we were in the locker room, you know, to the time that we took the field and during the whole game, the energy was just there. Uh, you know, it was prime time football, uh, and it just the, the energy was amazing, and it, it gave that edge. You know, it gave that edge wanting to go out there and play hard and helping the team win. And like you said, you know, had a great game and uh, definitely was in the rhythm, definitely was in the flow. Uh, and something that I'm looking to carry over into the, you know, for the rest of the season. You know, it was really interesting, Hassan, because it seemed like you guys were scheming more. Is that true? Did you guys come with more five-man pressures and even six-man, which I consider to be a blitz, six-man pressures? Uh, Did you guys bring more and scheme more in the absence of Chandler Jones? Uh, I... I I feel like we did some things that were different, you know, most definitely did some things that were different, but nothing too much out of the ordinary, um, you know, pretty much staying true to who we are. And at the end of the day, that's going out there and, and putting a standard on tape at the end of the day. Um, not really trying, we, you know, we're not really trying to do anything different other than be ourselves and, and play great ball. It's so amazing, Wolf. You know the story, but we're talking to a guy who started his college career as a cornerback. (laughs) I mean, the athleticism for him to be able to play corner. Now, eventually he changed positions, but come on now, right? Just the fact they ever considered him. And, Paulie, I I want to talk to Hassan when we come back because I've got a comp Mm. for Hassan Reddick and where his career might go when we come back well and he's got to school me up because i'm trying to figure out what exactly is the gritty the gritty i you know i i just uh you know my curating is suffering right now so i got to figure this out so i can uh, hang with the younger demo around here so it's the big red rage presented by santan ford and gilbert back right after this more with hassan reddick and the big red rage Dalton, three-step drop. His pass to the left is tipped and incomplete. Hassan Reddick deflected it as Reddick was rushing the passer. Heads-up play by the former first-round draft pick. He sniffed that out. The instincts, the warning, and bells were going off for Hassan Reddick, and all of a sudden, he was ready. Hassan Reddick's having fun. Yeah, he's just out there. He's, He's relaxed. The smile is back. Doing a little dance after getting a sack. It's a beautiful thing when the game slows down and you can just play loose and just go. And I think him playing at a more natural position outside linebacker has led to that. That's great, Dave, and that's a very salient observation, but let's go back to the dance. Can we please? It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. I could not move like that if I did it a million times. I could not move like that. Okay, so Hassan, give us the breakdown here because what we've seen the last couple of weeks, if you've been scoring at home, Dennis Gardak a couple of sacks, and then he had what he called turn the Kona and then hit the strobe. Those were the two sack dances. Buddha, his first career interception with a cast on his hand, no less, and then he went bowling and turned all his teammates into bowling pins. And then for you, uh, I'm told it was called the gritty, and, 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 and I'll tell you what, I'm not too proud to admit I really have no idea what that is, so please help me out. Uh, it's, it's, it's a dance that's been going viral. Uh, 
the young uh, wide receiver <laughs> out of uh, Minnesota, from the Minnesota Vikings. He's probably the biggest reason for why it's popular. Um, I think he did it on yeah he did it on his first touchdown. Uh, Justin catch, Jefferson. Um, yes, yeah, yep. he did it in his he did it on his first touchdown uh, catch of his rookie career, and um, it's just something like the you know some of the younger guys like uh, Byron Murphy and uh, some of the younger DBs. You know they've been doing it in practice, and you know sometimes we have fun and we dance in practice, and I did it in practice, and you know we talked about it. And um, somebody told me that if I uh, got a sack, I should do it. So after I got my second one, I decided to do it. You did it very well, too, my brother. You did it very, very well. Listen, I've got to ask you this, because you're you're playing outside linebacker right now. You're you're more edge. Are you home? Do you feel like you're home? Uh, Yeah, I I feel like I'm home, you know, from a position, from a positional standpoint. you know, but want to continue to get better. When you know, I don't think I'm all the way where I want to be yet. Um, as far as you know, the things that I'm doing inside of the position, no matter how well you know, it looks like I'm playing. You know, I've all, I always want to improve, so I want to get. You know, I want to get really good at it. You know, I want to become one of the best at it. So, looking looking forward to keep working day in and day out, and you know, trying to get better each and every day at it. Well, it's interesting, Wolf, because Patrick Peterson was asked a similar question about Hassan Reddick today. The bottom line is Hassan was just trying to find his way, you know, you know, just trying to find a natural position for him to where he can just line up and play ball. You want to take the thinking out of the game. Now putting him in that natural position now, now he's just lining up and playing football. So it's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, Hassan has definitely found his home playing really, really big last week, having two sacks. Maybe people don't quite realize inside linebacker, outside linebacker, and they don't quite comprehend the vast difference in the two positions. To just bottom line it, because you could spend an hour talking about it probably, it's just you're doing a lot less thinking right now, if nothing else, out of familiarity, correct? Correct. You know, it's uh, it's, it's, it's way less reads, um, you know, way less people to read, uh, and, you know, way less pre-snap. Uh, pre, you know, previews that you need to make before the ball is even snapped. So, you know, like I said earlier, and like and like Pat P said, you know, take just taking some of the thinking out of it. Um, that way, you know, my natural athleticism and talent can take over the game for me. Hassan, how much weight do you think you could carry? Like, how much weight do you think? Do you want to put on weights right now? What do you weigh now, and how much weight do you think you could carry? Right now, I'm weighing about two forty-five. Um, I, I do think I could put on more weight if I wanted to. I probably could put on about another ten pounds. Okay, you um, said you said two forty five. Yeah, two forty five. Okay, do, do you know Hassan? There's a guy by the name of James Harrison who once played mm-hmm. in the National Football League. James Harrison mm-hmm. was six feet, two hundred and forty two pounds. Now he's mm-hmm. really, really strong, as you know, really, really, really strong. But Hassan, that is a comp for you. I mean, that, that shows that there is a guy that is six feet tall, 240, 242 pounds, that has played the edge and played it extremely well because you know there's a lot of guys that look at you and think, and I'm one of them, I wonder how he's going to be able to hold up on the edge when he starts facing bigger guys and tight ends line up over. That's always been my question. 
and yet there's the comp, James Harrison. All right, so so I'll, I'll ask you the dumb guy question because that's what I do best. Does your size matter at outside linebacker? Because here's what Vance Joseph said earlier today. He's played good football, you know, so he's comfortable as an outside backer. He can rush, he can sit an edge, he can drop into space. So he is he is the prototype, you know, for our Sam backer in his defense. He, he used prototypes. So you you tell us about how your size is a fit for Vance Joseph's scheme. Um, size never really mattered to me. Uh, um, you know, in college I played DN, which isn't even outside line. You know, it was a little bit different from outside linebacker in the in, in, in the uh, in, you know as far as dropping and the coverage and stuff like that. I didn't do as much of it. I was a hand in the dirt mm-hmm. the end, but, uh, you know, towards the my junior and senior year in college, you know, they started using me to drop more because, like you said, I came from playing cornerback, and they realized that I could do it, uh, and it gave another aspect to our defense. So I ended up doing it more. Um, but as far as size, you know, I was about 220, anywhere at 220. On a good day, two twenty-five. Right. On a good day, you know, <laughs> going against guys that was bigger than me, you know, and it never really mattered to me. And now where I am, in the same situation where I have twenty extra pounds on me, uh, it never really mattered to me, you know. It, you know, I have a saying: "Big doesn't spell bad." Just because you're big doesn't mean you're bad, right? Um, you know, doesn't mean you're a tough guy. And I feel like if you're bigger than me. Then you're not faster than me. You might not. You might. You know. I feel like I'm a pretty strong guy. You might not even be stronger than me. Right. But if you're bigger than me, I definitely know you're not faster than me. And if you're faster than me, I know you're not stronger than me. So I feel like I have an advantage in any type of situation. Therefore, uh, size you never matter. Hassan, I can tell you right now. You know I love you, buddy. I really do. Uh, you're a guy that I root for. I want to see do well. Take it from this fat old guy, and that's what I am. This fat old guy that's doing a broadcast. If I were you, uh, if I were you, Hassan, I would wa- I would grab all the tape I could of of James Harrison and watch it this off season. Just watch, watch how he plays. I tell you, I'm really fond of James Harrison. Uh, I watched him a lot uh, when he played for the Steelers. Okay, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm no stranger to who he is and the impact that he's even made on the game himself. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. So, but Hassan, just, just like you said, definitely could take the film and still learn from him and the things that he's done. Just fast forward past one play, and that was before <laughs> halftime of Super Bowl Forty Three. Okay, just just don't watch the hundred yard pick six yeah, against right, the Cardinals right. before halftime, where where the Red yeah. Sea was screaming. We're still screaming. Yeah. Somebody tackle James Harrison. Right. <laughs> don't don't look at that oh, one, Hassan. Oh boy. Okay. Hey, uh, by the way, speaking of watching film, watch all episodes of Cardinals Flight Plan at YouTube.com slash AZ Cardinals. We'll come back. We'll get into the matchup. Oh, boy. So let's get this straight. Well, Hassan Reddick played in his first Monday night game ever, and now it's going to be followed up by his first Sunday night game ever. The two premier showcases for NFL football in this country. So what was it like to play under those bright lights? What's it going to be like Sunday night, especially against Russell Wilson? I want to know, has he ever been a spy against Russell Wilson back in the day? And what can he tell us? That is next. Hassan Reddick on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Harrison. Harrison. 
Dalton gets hit and dumps it off over the middle. Caught by Elliott. He fumbles the ball, and Jordan Phillips appears to have it for the Cardinals. The ball was stripped by Buda Baker on the tackle. Cardinals blitz. Back to throw. Dalton gets hit and slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Back at the 33-yard line. Dalton never saw Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield and smoked. Andy Dalton snapped to Dalton. Quick throw over the middle. Picked off. Intercepted by Baker at the 15. Gets up and runs. 20, 30, 35, 40, 50. Baker to the 40 and tackled there by Elliott. Buda Baker, the highest paid safety in the game. Maybe the best safety in the game. Did not have an interception until now. What a day, Buda Baker. Good thing this is an hour show of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, our special guest is Son Reddick because this could take a moment. Let's see here. Against Dallas, he had seven tackles, a sack, his first career pick, you heard there, a tackle for loss, two quarterback hits, mm. a pass defense, and a forced fumble. I mean, think about that. Just for good measure. Yeah. So that's Buda Baker. Uh, let's see. The Cardinals win the game, and he wins NFC Defensive Player of the Week. And Hassan, he also was awarded a C on his jersey, named a team captain. Now in the absence, the season-ending injury to Chandler Jones. And you tell us the sort of respect that Buda Baker gets in that locker room. Uh, he's definitely uh, among one of our you know, most respected players. Uh, you know, starting with, with the – the way he plays, uh, hey, you know, you cut on that, you cut on that tape, and you see a guy running around with his hair on fire, you know, like everywhere he covers every, you know, every blade of grass, um, and he's constantly around the ball, throwing his body in there, you know, he, 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 he you know, he, that's what football looks like. You know, you cut on that tape and you see him, and that's what football looks like. Um, and then amongst the guys, very respected amongst his peers. Um, you know, and it's great to see him, you know, in the absence of Chang, get to see on his on his jersey. So much of the time, Hassan, you, you look at good defenses in the National Football League. They start from the secondary. That's where they start. A defensive coordinator will look at the secondary and button it up from the secondary towards the line of scrimmage. And I think that's where Buda Baker really helps in that secondary, right? Uh, tell us about the communication with Buda Baker there. Is the communication been normalized since he's returned? Uh yes. You he he the you know, he the vocals for you know, for the DBs, uh, you know, always communicating. He knows his job well, uh, and he and he performs and he performs his job at a very high level. Um so he's another player, you know, when he's on the field, you making an impact and you know he's there. Uh that's just what you're gonna get out of Buddha. Uh, you know, game in, game out, day in and day out, you know, practice or game situation, you know what you're going to get from it. You know, Vance Joseph, Cardinals defensive coordinator, said today that when the secondary plays well, it makes it easy to call a game Yep. as a D coordinator because you feel good about calling certain pressures. That's Vance Joseph talking about the big picture. And then here's Vance Joseph. We'll listen to this talking about Buda Baker. He's pretty laid back. I mean, he's a fun-loving guy, but he also has a switch. Um, to watch him uh, throw his body around with his size is, is impressive because it's not natural to run full speed through contact, especially people who are larger than you. You know, even great players don't have that trait to run full speed through darkness, and uh, you have no idea what the outcome's going to be. He doesn't care. I mean, I love the way you put it, Paul. 
through darkness. Yeah. Now, Wolf, Wolf, Full I'll say speed, this, baby. I'll say this. That was your hallmark, and and what your one of your best traits do, as a player. Paul. Yes, it's the only thing I could do. So, Hassan, I'll ask you this, my brother. Do you have a switch? Do you think you've got that switch? I definitely have a switch. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of on edge always, <laughs> just, uh, just my background. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm relaxed, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I laugh, I joke around. Um, but when game time comes, man, it, I definitely turn that switch on. You know, I, I tune out all the noise, and I and I and I focus on helping the team and just being the best that I can be. You know, every time I touch that field, Hassan, uh, it's fun to do that, isn't it? I mean, it really is. It was one of the best things about being a professional football player—the fact that you could step in between those white lines you know, and you could just act like like a nut job out on the field right away. I love that, and I thank God for the ability to go do it because it just allowed you to tap into that primal side. And then you leave the field, and you love people, and you respect people, and you treat them better than yourself. It doesn't get any better as a man, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't get any better. You know, it's, it's really an it's really an escape, man. It's yes. really an escape. You know, to love this game and and to play that. You know. At a very high level, and go on there week, week in and week out. You know, and like you said, step into them, into them lines, and you know, turn out all the outside noise from the world, and just play a game that you love is is really something else. It's really a blessing. And now you're gonna have Sunday night football, and you're gonna have the Seahawks. Man, so uh, the combination of everything coming together. In fact, we know what you guys did last time you played Seattle. There, it was the beatdown. You guys went up in Week 16. In fact, speaking of what it's like to take on the Seahawks, listen to Buda Baker, who was wired up, and this big hit. Seahawks run the ball off the right side, and a big hit by Buda Baker at the 26-yard line. The Cardinals have been much more physical than Seattle. You came up and crushed that dude. Oh, man. Full speed. It was crazy. That boy. You crushed him. Full speed. How'd you do that? How'd you do that? No fear. No fear. I ain't scared of nobody. It's always great when, when Chandler Jones plays on-field reporter. He's actually doing an interview during yes. Wired, so that's always that's how it gets back. But, you, Hassan, you tell me about Seattle and especially Russell Wilson. Were you ever a spy back in your inside linebacker days? Did you ever play that role? Uh, not, re- nah, not really. Maybe a, play, a couple plays here and there, uh, uh, but not really. You know, but now you know my job is to chase him all around the field, which is a which is a great thing and something that I'm looking forward to. Because um, to, Arizona versus Seattle, man, is is always a competitive game, and it's always one of the most fun games. You know, you feel you can tell there's a viral uh, rivalry, rivalry there, rivalry, um, however you say it, there, <laughs> and um, you know it's going. You know you're going to get the your best from them, and you know. We give our best to them as well, man. It's always, like I said, it's always a great, a great time, a great game, and I always, you know, I always have the most fun when we actually play them. When you look at Seattle's offense, do you see them? Are they better in rundown situations? And when I say rundown, I'm talking first and ten, second and one to six. It may have changed for you since I played, but that was considered rundown situations so much of the time. First and ten. Second and one to six. What? How do they play 
during those down and distances offensively, Hassan? Uh, well, they, you know, they're a downhill running team, but, uh, you know, they, 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 they can run the ball. But, I, you know, personally watching the film, I think they're best when Edward Russell has the ball in his hand. Yep. He's a playmaker. Uh, he's dynamic, and he's, he's very versatile, man. He can, he can swing the ball. You know, like the best of them, and he can run it like the best of them as well. So, uh, in my personal opinion, anytime you know that guy has the ball in his hand, I think that's when they're at their best. Yeah. Did your family and friends like seeing you on Monday night, Hassan? Especially your two sacks. Uh, yeah, man. I had some, I had my dad and uh, some of my siblings out in the stands. You know, put people supporting me back home as well. So, uh, yeah, they definitely love you know seeing me ball out on Monday night and you know just out there having fun. Hassan, man, thank you so much for joining us, taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us for a while. We really do appreciate it, buddy. Oh, uh, man, this is no problem at all, and it's always a pleasure anytime you guys have me on, on the show, man. It's always fun, and I love doing it, so thank you guys as well. Rooting for you big, buddy. Enjoy it so thank much, you. Hassan. All the best on thank Sunday you. night. Thank you. All right, there you go, Hassan Reddick and... Well, if I look forward to seeing him yeah. go after Russell Wilson for four quarters, we'll come back and wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Harrison. Third down and four. They're going to hand it off to Kenyon Drake up the middle. First down, and he's going to have maybe a touchdown. He's at the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. Kenyon Drake. Well over 100 yards with that one. Icing on the cake, 37-10. 69-yard touchdown run for Kenyon Drake. Handed off, and Kenyon Drake found the seam. And then hit the gas, baby. What a way to finish this game. We found out later it was the start to the game that perhaps was the key when Kenyon Drake looked down at his phone, his caller ID, and it said, Mom. Doom. And then mom had something to say, and her message was, and I'm now quoting Kenyon Drake, reiterating what mom told him, are you going to hit some holes today? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, I guess so, Bob. So as the saying goes, mom knows best, and boom, there was Kenyon Drake, and he looked a lot like he did in week 16 against Seattle. Did he not? When he had the 80-yard touchdown run, and the Cardinals ran it, oh, I don't know, 40 times for 253 yards in that win against the Seahawks in their last meeting. Paulie, I'm telling you right now, if there's one thing, if there's one thing you want to see, one trend you want to see the Arizona Cardinals continue to nurture, it has got to be the ability to run the ball in a north-south direction. Seriously. You go back and you look at that first half against the Dallas Cowboys. Kenyon, Kenyon Drake got the ball six times for 18 yards, Paul. Mm. 18 yards, six times in the first half. Ran into the pile for two yards, for three yards, for four yards, for one yard, for four yards. Ran into the pile for the most part. And then all of a sudden, his first two carries of that second half, 20, 22. And then it turned into eventually 69. This is what happens when you establish a foundation. It's not your identity. Mm -hmm. It's just a characteristic of your team. And that characteristic, the ability to run the ball in a north-south direction, 
really helps his offense. Okay, so here's my question on the Seattle defense. As we know, I don't want to go you know too in-depth here, but they're not good. They're dead last <laughs> in total defense. They're dead last you in passing defense. You don't want to break it defense. down, Paulie. But, but they're 18th in scoring defense. Okay, but they're 7th in rush defense. Is that because teams are just throwing all day on them, or are they yeah. fairly stout up front? Yeah, no, see, Paulie, that's the thing about it right now. I don't think their defensive line is very talented. They're not. Let's just put it that way. They're not good, their defensive line. But I would have a hard time saying their defense is good. Do they have some good players? Absolutely. See, Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright, yep. those two guys. Do they have good players, Paulie? Absolutely. Jamal Adams and whether or not Jamal Adams is actually going to play. He's missed the last couple of weeks. We'll see how he does, but they've got talent over there. The the problem is it's not on the defensive line. Now listen, they're number seven, Paul, in rushing yards per game allowed. Number seven. But they're also number seven in rushing yards per play allowed. Mm. So if you put those two things together right there, they don't stink in terms of stopping the run. They don't. They stink right now, metrically, in terms of stopping the pass. They're awful. And you know what I remember the most, I think, from that Seattle win last year up at Seattle Week 16 was Larry Fitzgerald getting the pass reception and going straight as an arrow for the end zone and trucking K.J. Wright. K.J. Wright, who's a good football player. And don't forget, the last time the Cardinals played on Sunday Night Football, 2016, you remember it. It was the 6-6 slugfest against the Seahawks. Yes. So get ready for physicality yep. on Sunday night. For Jim Alondro, Cody Fincher, Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. Special thanks to Hassan Reddick on this edition of the Big Red Rage brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club